Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. Big Blue Restoration, the number one choice in water damage restoration. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And we've entered the beautiful month of March. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith, and with us is always the very strong and handsome Donnie Blanchard of SureTop Roofing. How are you doing, Donnie? Doing great, sir. How are you today? Great. Myself. And uh, last week, what a great show. We had the boys mm-hmm. in from Big Blue Restoration. Those guys have a really good process for catering to a homeowner and helping that homeowner deal with the insurance company after a disaster. So they handle everything from fire damage to water damage to just any kind of post-storm damage that you can think of. And they're also licensed general contractor so on the rebuild end you know they pump out a good product there too now if you missed that show that we had last week with big blue restoration you can go to our website thecarolinacontractor.com and you can click on the facebook page we've got links to the podcast and you can also find the carolina contractor shows and podcast form on the iHeartRadio app or however you download your podcast you had a cool news story you saw donnie that i missed completely about general contractors right. and why it's so important to have a license and yep. things like that um i got an email earlier this week and it led to me reading this article which led to me posting the article on our uh, social media on Facebook, but basically what it was is they put a local contractor here in the triangle in jail for, I'm sorry, in prison for four months. And the reason is he had been caught operating without a license. And I know we've covered this before on previous programs, but in North Carolina, any job over $30,000 requires that you have a contractor license. And uh, total side note here, uh, in Virginia, it's only 5000 So uh, hmm. any, anything over uh, $5,000 requires a GC license, just uh, one state north. But this particular guy got caught, and then he went out and did it again, got mm. caught again. And uh, I guess instead of a slap on the hand, they really stuck it to him with the uh, the prison time. And um, we posted that article on, on the Facebook page, like I mentioned. And since we're on that, before we get on the topic, I wanted to mention that uh, the continuing education for all license renewals for general contractors starts May the 1st. So we also posted a link on our Facebook page for that. If you are a general contractor, the eight hours of continuing education will be required for your next license renewal. So go ahead and get a jump on that. Yeah, thecarolinacontractor.com's website, and you can just search for the Carolina Contractor Show on Facebook. And it does remind me of what we've talked about in past shows. If you're going to have especially substantial work done on your house, be sure you research the people you're going to hire. Ask mm-hmm. for those licenses. They should have no problem providing you licenses and anything mm-hmm. that they need, certifications to present to you before you pay them and never pay the whole price of the project before they even start it. Absolutely. I can understand a down payment is needed for supplies. But- yep, for sure. And if it's uncomfortable to ask said contractor for his general contractor license, you could go to nclbgc.org and check out that contractor to make sure their license is number one current, but it will also tell you whether they have limited, intermediate, or unlimited licenses. Uh, Limited is only $500,000 limit. 
Uh, of course, unlimited is unlimited, and I think the intermediate's around seven hundred fifty thousand. There you go. All right, today's topic. You came up with this all on your own for the Carolina Contractor Show, Donnie. Yeah. It's a kind of a, a show about life lessons, right? Well, I've always felt pretty strong about some of the things that I was never taught in school, and of course, I double majored at Appalachian State in uh, building science and architecture. I stayed a fifth year, and both majors uh, basically were the same classes through year three, and in year four, of course, you had to pick your specialty, and don't regret that. I learned a lot, and there, there are still a few things that we quote on the show, but there were also a lot of things that I had to learn the hard way. So I just started putting this list together a couple of weeks ago. And uh, before I knew it, I had two pages of radio <laughs> material. And I know when I mentioned it to you the first time about what I didn't learn in school, you said, hey, as long as uh, there's no math involved. And uh, and then he texted me the list of some subjects. And I'm like, this is a novel you just texted me. Right. When you said that, I made a note because my wife and I were talking about uh, junk emails. And just on a math note, last week I jotted down some figures when I was going through my email. And I made a decision to go through all my junk emails, all the things that, that come daily. And I spent about five minutes going through junk emails mm-hmm. all through the day. I told my wife, I said, why don't I just sit down for two hours, unsubscribe to all these sites? And mm-hmm. I did the math on that. So if you spend five minutes a day deleting junk emails and going through that, the math I came up with was around 30 hours a year that you spend deleting junk emails. So when you do five minutes a day times right. 365, that's that's a big number. And if you multiply that by multiple years, I mean, you're giving up a lot of hours just to do something mundane that, that serves no purpose. All right, so. Donnie, this sounds weird. Get up and come over here. I'm going to let you look at my email right now. I'm serious. Because when I get emails that come in, I delete the ones that I know I don't have to read. How many unread emails are in my deleted oh box my right gosh. now? 38,622. 38,622 emails that I didn't even bother reading because the subject field gave it away yeah. that I was like, this is useless. And that's something that happens yeah. just not only in corporate business, but in personal life. It eats up your time yeah, to yeah. go through emails. Shame on you for all those emails. So the first thing you learn today is get rid of all the junk <laughs> mail because it actually eats up a lot of your life. It does. It does. Um. So just before we get started on this list of uh, things, and as a disclaimer, I just want to say in no way, shape, or form is this me being critical of a university or a construction program. Appalachian State has a great construction program. The curriculum is right there online, appstate.edu, if you want to check out what they offer. And, and another driving factor for this show or the content for this show was these interns that I mentioned from the East Carolina Construction Program. Uh, we've had some close contact with these boys, and they seem to have a good grasp on the construction field as a whole. The particular one that I talked to recently, he's a junior, so he still has another year to go. And I really wanted to pick his brain about things that he liked, things that he didn't like, um, just what kind of things are they teaching you, and, and actually what are you what are you learning the most from, and mm-hmm. in what way? You know, uh, do you learn by seeing, hearing, doing, hands on? Just what works best for you young guys out there? And he really gave me some good feedback. So what's some of the feedback you got from him, Donnie? Well, one of the main things that that he kept mentioning over and over is that he wished they had more labs, so more hands-on. He said that he seems to learn more when they actually do uh, they do real-life situations and he can actually put his hands on what he's working with, and it just seems to resonate more so than, you know, you've got a bored teenager or 20-something-year-old guy, and he's sitting in a class for 50 minutes or whatever right. period it is. And another thing that he said he really liked was a 3D rendering program, so when he said that, I immediately thought about, okay, these guys are in front of a computer screen. They are making a model, and they're able to spin that model around and look at all sides of it. But what's really happening is they're able to create something. They right. can send that to their parents and just say, hey, here's something that I did. So I think that universities probably need to be aware of 
uh, giving these guys something tangible that they can send to their folks who are paying the bill more than likely to say, hey, this is what I did today. And that just feels good for all parties involved. Another thing that he mentioned, because I really wanted to know how much they teach you about building a house from start to finish. And he said that they go through a pretty comprehensive list in their residential construction class. And of course, each chapter is broke down by different phases of the job site. But to be honest, until you go through this a time or two, which is um, what an internship is, is primarily geared towards, until you go through this a few times, you just don't know. And he mentioned that they just basically skim the topics. So you're you're teaching these young boys just to read it. Uh, write it down or however they study it and then, you know, explain it back without having to go through this in real life. I kind of feel like that class should be a level four, year four subject so that they've actually been in the field during the internship mm-hmm. and then they're seeing what's happening in the internship in the book and it'll make more sense that way. Um, another note I made when we were having our conversation is that he said he was going to get an OSHA certification. I said, well, cool. That's really good. And that's one thing under your belt. And, um, you know, what did you talk about in the OSHA certification class? And, he said, well, I you know, really don't know the ins and outs, but they pitched it to us because they said it makes us more marketable. So yes. uh, we're going to have the OSHA folks on a, on our show in just a few weeks. And so I'm not sure that they would like the way that sounds. Uh, they want you to be OSHA compliant. They want you to be familiar with everything that is a part of their program just to, just for safety's sake. They don't yeah. want you to do that just to be more marketable as a, a new hire. But aside from that, I know when I was in school, I spent about 90 hours on a woodworking project, and uh, mm-hmm. I put my heart and soul into building you know, just something out of wood. And I think that they just, I think these construction programs need to tailor their curriculum around things that actually matter that the kids like, and and maybe they would stand to gain better results in terms of grades if they would fill the students out and just ask the right questions rather than just put a certain curriculum up, let the kids pick their classes and see what happens. Well, I think it's because after they get out of school, they might have the degree, they might have the book smarts, Mm -hmm. but this is where real world knowledge and experience Mm -hmm. comes into play and you can't be taught that. Yep. When you have a job and you start doing it, you might know the technicalities of it, but it's always that guy that you may have even looked at when you got the job site and went, what's this old guy know? <laughs> he actually has street smarts versus yes. school smarts, and he's going to show you a lot, and that takes more yep. years than going to college to learn. That's a great so, way to put it. So, Donnie, what was a turning point for you when you got a construction job? It really comes down to one sentence, and you have to know what you're looking at and you have to know what to look for. Uh, that that mm. sounds really simple, but if you come out of college and you don't know what a good quality finished product is supposed to look like, you're basically at the mercy of somebody to tell you what it's supposed to be like. And then, you know, you have to have the common sense aspect of that uh, answer and, and just actually know if something's um, boogered up and you, yeah. you know it, that doesn't look right. You know, that's not quality, but just being familiar with what good quality is and, uh I think if I had had the right attitude while I was in school, maybe I could have picked up on a little bit more of what they were putting down. Uh, I know that when you're in college, it's just rush, 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 social yep. life, pass your test, and you know, let me pass this class, and I'll figure it out when I get a real job. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all how it should be. So don't know what we can do to change that, but um, definitely brainstorming on some uh, material we can put together to help these young folks out. So, Donnie, tell me, what's some of the advice you're giving these kids in college for now and and maybe for the future to think about? Well, the one big point of emphasis is a work-life balance, because when you're going as a kid, you know, you just want to make the good grades, get this over with, get a real job and make some money. Right. Uh, A work-life balance has has been the most important thing that I learned to deal with and and also the hardest thing that I learned to deal with. So wrapping your mind around what may be ahead, whether it be a family, uh, whether it be relocation for Mm -hmm. a job, you know, that's a lot of stuff to consider. And um, you have to have a personal life to be as good as you can be at that job. 
I encourage these boys to not get comfortable. If you get a job, you always want to push for something bigger and better. Yes. And, you know, I'm a learner. I'm not content just uh, doing the same thing day in and day out. I constantly want to soak in new information, and I'm constantly digging, hence the way we come up with a lot of these radio show mm-hmm. topics. But, um, you know, negotiation skills, I explain to them, and I emphasize that you're going to be the low man on the totem pole more than likely. When I got out of school, I was the guy that they saw as a threat because they said, this young guy's coming up. He doesn't know near what I know. And he's trying to take my job. And that's how older people look at you when you come into the workforce. Yeah. It's just reality. And so, um, you know, learning how to respect these older guys who are experienced. And if nothing else, when you learn the respect, maybe they will impart the wisdom that, that it took them so long to build up. And, and yes, you get, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I thought of a good example that I told this particular guy that I talked to this week. Um, I had some downtime during a couple of consecutive rainy days. And this is um, right when I met my wife, starting a family and, um, you know, just hungrier than ever. But. I remember that I, I could draw blueprints with my eyes closed. I mean, I could crank out a plan and, you know, a couple of days, all the elevations, foundation, floor plan, everything, but I couldn't do a 3D rendering. And this is back in the early 2000s when 3D renderings were becoming ever so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a particular program called SketchUp, like Ketchup with an S. And I watched tutorials for two days straight. And by the third rainy day, I could crank out a full-blown 3D rendering of a house plan that I had drawn previous. On a positive note, I actually did that for... A client got the job and got paid for the 3D <laughs> rendering. So, you know, my time invested paid off. It's improving yourself uh-huh. that you become more valuable to your company or, in your case, your actual business that you were part of. You were able to impart knowledge on yourself in a way. That's it. That's it. And uh, the last thing I told these uh, these guys that I spoke with is strive to get your general contractor license. A general contractor license on the limited version that we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. requires that you have 17000 in working capital. That does not mean $17,000 planted in a bank. Uh, 17000 in working capital is not as hard to attain as, as it might sound. And uh, I think we had one guy when we graduated from App State who got his GC license before we graduated. And, cool. You know, well, that should have been more like 10 people or something. And, you know, you compare that to the bar exam for a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not an option to get that before you're out of school. But with a general contractor license, you can go get it when you're 13 years old if you can pass the test. You know, it's <laughs> just one of those things where it's out there. The prep courses are available. And I really encourage these young guys to improve their worth. Uh, if you come to an, a potential employer and you're already a licensed GC at 22 years old, I think that's really strong. All right, this is the Carolina Contractor Show, and what we're going to do next segment is Donnie and I are going to impart wisdom because combined we think we can fill up about 10 minutes' worth. Right. And it's not going to just be about your house and, and things that relate to it. It'll just be in general life. And he, he learned a lot by talking to these students at ECU. And so we just kind of started chatting the other night through uh, texting some of the stuff that we think is important for people. And we're going to chat about those subjects next on the Carolina Contractor Show. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Contractor Show. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Welcome back to the Carolina Contractor Show, brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. Big Blue Restoration, the number one choice in water damage restoration. 
and Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Donnie made a great observation. We could write a little book yep. for 21-year-olds. Absolutely. Do these things, and you'll avoid a lot of headaches in life. Yep. So the first one you put up there. The Bible, um, it's one of those things you could teach a kid um, just out of the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs covers so many life lessons. And even if you've read it once or twice, you know, that, that third time you still get something new out of it. And I just think that uh, that everything we're going to cover on this list is basically covered in that book. And, uh, you know, if you want a condensed list, I guess the book's already been written, but maybe we could write the 2K20 version yeah. of the same thing i'm probably not going to get do that but i will tell you sometimes at night when my kids uh, you read them bible stories i do for my kids but sometimes i'll just go to proverbs mm-hmm. and read them because mm-hmm. something will activate their mind they'll have this wow that that's really smart also find stuff in it that you never thought about because it just has great great wisdom in it all right, conversation, just talking, right? That is. That's a big thing that, that these kids don't seem to know. And, I, you know, I've always been a talkative guy, but um, I, when I talk to these young guys, it's almost like you have to pull information out of them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the uh, leading into conversation or asking how you are, making the conversation personal in some way, shape, or form. Uh, th- I just feel like that maybe that's not common sense to somebody who's right out of school. They communicate by phone. So where we would have a conversation growing up over the phone or in person, you know, a lot of times they're just text messaging or going through social media, and it just takes the human element out of that part. I saw this funny thing on the Internet, and it basically had a picture of Egyptian hieroglyphics. And then it had a picture of a, a text back and forth between two teenagers. And it said, after all these years, we went back to communicating with symbols. And, you know, how true is that? It is. Now, another thing we all can agree on is how to handle your money. Well, money isn't everything. And we know that uh, as family men, but it sure takes it to live. And, um, you know, how you handle that money is a big part of how you get on your feet when you're fresh out of college. And I made some really dumb mistakes with mm-hmm. money. And I wish I had someone there to kind of coach me through the do's and don'ts. At that point in my life, because I was just super vulnerable and I didn't know. Uh, and that's another thing in college in the construction program. They don't tell you what you're going to make on average and especially, you know, how you should divide that up, what you should spend it on. And um, I just had to learn that the hard way. You can look back 10, 20 years, Donnie, yep. and think of all these things you bought that you no longer possess. Right. Dating, marriage, relationships, this is yeah. when it all gets complicated in life. Absolutely. If you're doing that, that work-life balance that I mentioned in segment one, you know, your spouse or whoever you spend uh, the rest of your life with is a big part of that. And finding just the right balance and how to handle each one of those is nothing wrong with falling in love, but doing it while you maintain your job and still doing a good job to keep both parties, the spouse and the employer, happy is really something that, that needs a little coaching. I tell my son this, and I've told my daughters, until you're ready to put your wants, not Mm -hmm. your needs, but your wants and your desires and stuff on the second rung of that ladder, don't bother dating. Just take time to find the right person, and when you do, say, I'm ready now to put you first and they will put you first in return, and mm-hmm. that relationship's going to be a whole lot better. And you can probably attest to this, since we both have three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I guess you go from second to fifth yes, after I'm, you have the kids. It's funny you say that, Donnie. Not kidding. I refer yeah. to myself as I am fifth on a good day. On a good day. On my best days, I'm coming in fifth place. Nice. But I don't mind it. I've made that commitment yep. to it, and I've made that decision. I'm going to put my family first. Yep. Uh, taxes in the government. Man, this is the thing that is in every part of mm-hmm. your life that you don't realize when it comes to your job, mm-hmm. buying a house, buying groceries, everything. Yep. What advice would you give the young Donnie? Live 
very modestly, eat ramen noodles, whatever the sub of the day is. Just go get that. The uh, Dave uh, Ramsey plan. The Dave Ramsey plan. But um, death and taxes are the two things that are coming for you no matter how you live your life. And and I really I learned the hard way. Uh, I think the first year I really made a lot of good money. I had to pay around 17000 in taxes, mm. and I didn't have that money. So I had to figure it out. From that point forward, I never made the same mistake. And, and now I basically put a portion of my income every single week away into a separate account. I, I don't I can't touch it, don't mm-hmm. see it. And come tax time, usually I have something left over. So it's nice for I'm self-employed and you don't get money back necessarily. But this is my version of getting a little bit back at the end of the year. Big deal. Huge thing here is insurance. Now, of course, there's home insurance. You don't need it unless you have a home. Mm-hmm. If you do have an apartment, apartment insurance is cheap. Um, health insurance. If you have a job with benefits, get the health insurance. It's so worth it. If you're young, and especially if you're young and married, get term life insurance mm-hmm. while you're young and healthy because it's dirt cheap. And in the case of something tragic happens, you know your family is set mm-hmm. up. And get it independent of your job because if you lose your job, you lose that insurance. That's great advice. I made another note over here about deductibles. And, of course, a deductible for the young folks who are listening to this is when you file an insurance claim, uh, should something go wrong, you know, the deductible is the part that comes out of your pocket. Right. Uh, when I went to adjuster school back in my 20s, uh, the very first day, the instructor told us, he said, if you don't remember anything else after you pass your test, he said, remember that in your personal life, always take the high deductible. He said, your reduced premium rate every month uh, will will never touch the amount if you take a low deductible. So if there's a $2,000 deductible, the chances are you're probably not going to file an insurance claim but once or twice in your life. So take the take the high deductible and the amount you'll save on your premiums will far exceed that. Exactly. Carpe diem or time management. Carpe diem sees the day, but your time is so important. You've got to organize what's important. What do you have to do? Yep. You've got to go to work. You do your laundry, please. <laughs> you got to do your laundry. You might have to do dishes or pay bills. Knock those out of the way yep. first thing and enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, procrastination is a killer. Yep. Don't spend your time on things like video games or just hanging out too much or you're spending all your, your money going out with your, your social life. You know, um, when I said earlier that I'm just a learner, I always like to absorb new content. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, when I was coming out of college and I was just uh, eager to learn something new every single day, they didn't have all the podcasts, all the YouTube content that they have out there now. So there's literally zero right. excuses for some of these guys that, hey, I don't like my job or I need to make more money. I'm like, well, what can you do? If you want to make more money and you want to be successful, you got to put the time into learning something after hours. And then as you grow up and become responsible, you get a house. And unless you're renting that house, you're responsible for keeping the house maintained. That's something I would go to a younger me and say, fix those little problems. Because if you've got a little hole in the drywall of your bathroom, Mm -hmm. the hole doesn't disappear. It gets bigger (laughs) over time, and you're going to have a bigger mess to fix. And that goes with anything in your house. Yeah, basic home maintenance is a real thing. And uh, we put a big emphasis on home maintenance and and just what are some of the small things. And And home maintenance ties into Mm -hmm. your car. We don't think about that very often. But if you want to save a lot of money, learn change oil on your own car. But even Mm -hmm. if you don't, tire pressure is very easy to check. Anytime you go to the gas station, you can look at your car, listen to your car. If you hear something, find a trusted mechanic, keep your car in a regular maintenance routine. Because most cars today aren't as serviceable Mm. by the owners they used to be because so much stuff is sealed. When you can't drive your car because it breaks down, that affects your ability to get to school, get to work, make money. So it's a very, very important thing to keep up to date with your car. 
going down the list here, I wrote something down that totally doesn't pertain to construction. We're pretty far off task with that anyway. So I'll just say cooking was a big thing that I learned. I lived by myself after college, and um, I had to teach myself how to cook because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to eat out every single day. And basically, I had this routine down that I still follow today where I'd make a meal, and it would usually a meal big enough for two. I would put half of it in the refrigerator for the next right. day. I'd come home for lunch, and you know I saved hundreds of dollars a month just by learning how to cook. And, of course, uh, now that's turned into a hobby at my house. You know, it's carried over 20 years later, but that's something that I started doing right out of school that nobody emphasized or taught me. I just had to figure that out. Moving down the list, I, I feel really strongly about this one. Mm. Manners, etiquette, and grooming. Now, you know, if you've got wild hair or, you know, that's just part of your look, that that's okay. But what you have to realize is you're basically cutting off 50% of the people who may want to hire you because they have that option. They That's don't right. have to hire you. So, you know, the, the manners of, of going in there and, and shaking hands and just um, the etiquette of, of speaking to them properly and looking someone in the eye and then just making sure that you're well-groomed. I mentioned this topic to Ron Cook, the GAF rep, mm-hmm. and Ron said that's a great point. He said just little things like um, if you smoke, you don't go into a job interview smelling like a cigarette. That's, that's just right. not smart to do. Uh, tuck your shirt in. Just very simple things that it will set you apart from 90% of the competition. Here's what you want. If you're looking to get a job, I can get you in the top 10% of interviews right off the bat. Put on a dress shirt. I'm not saying a tie. Put on a dress shirt. Show up five minutes early. Say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. And whatever they say, can you work a second shift if we needed to and pay you overtime? Yes, Mm -hmm. I can do it. Are you willing to work overnight? No problem, sir. I can do it. Will you be willing to substitute on a holiday? Yes, ma'am. I'm ready. I want this job. I'm going to be a great employee. Just doing those few things in a job interview, you will stand out above 90% of applicants. That's how you can get a job and move up. And remember, if you get a job and after a few months you really don't enjoy it, you don't Mm -hmm. like it, or you see no future, they don't own you. Mm -hmm. You may get another job, but take advantage of being professional at all times. Use your manners, use your etiquette, because you might need that same employer to help you move up or to get another job somewhere in the future. That's right. Um, to close this list out, I had one point that I really wanted to relay to these boys, and I wanted them to understand just how how much this means to me. But learning from failure, mm-hmm. I, I've screwed up a lot, and and I I had a job. I didn't always do the right thing on the first try, uh, but I was always willing to come back, learn from a mistake, and I'll end that with a quote from FDR that I've always held on to: "If you try something and fail, admit it, but by all means, try something." So I think that's important for folks just to find out who they are, see what you're good at, you know, give it a whirl. If you don't make it on the first try, that's okay. Not very many people do. So hope these guys are, are, that are listening are encouraged by this and, and maybe take, maybe take some notes on the radio show for things that they might want more information about. And, you know, you and I'll be happy to give that information to them in a future program. Yep. And remember what uh, Eleanor Roosevelt said. <laughs> What's that? America loves speed. Nasty, badass speed. I don't know about that. Is that really Eleanor? It was actually in Talladega Nights. Oh, but it sounds sounds good and it's good advice. But seriously, if you want more (laughs) details on today's show and any other, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. The podcast is up on the iHeartRadio app and you can download it there or wherever you download your podcast. Being that we had our our new sponsor, Big Blue Restoration, in last week and we didn't cover any questions and we didn't get to any questions this week, man, we've got an abundance. I want to say we've got about 25 questions on the list. So hopefully next week we can cover your questions if we didn't 
get to those today. And Maybe in the future we'll do a questions-only show. Yep, yep. And remember this also, if you've got any questions about your roof on your house, contact Donnie and his staff at SureTopRoofing.com. They'll come out, look at it. The estimates are free. He'll give you some great advice, and maybe you need some repairs or replacements. But the best thing Donnie can say is what? Your roof looks great. Call me next year. And we'll see you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show, presented by SureTop Roofing. Submit your questions online at thecarolinacontractor.com. And tune in next week as we continue to help you make your home great again. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered.